You are listening to the Liminal Living Podcast. Welcome back to the Liminal Living Podcast. I'm your curator of conversation, Tom Rundell. And I want to just say thank you so much for joining the podcast and sharing whatever moment you happen to be having right now uh, with this little podcast. Now, speaking of moments, we are launching a new series today on time. Uh, It's called Kairos Kronos, A Theology of Time. Uh, Something that I haven't really given much thought to um, until late is the the question, what is time? That's like asking a fish, what is water? Uh, The fish would say, what water? Uh, It's just as all around. We are immersed in this thing called time, and I have never really stopped to think about what it is that time is. So I looked it up in the dictionary. Time is defined as the progress of existence and events from the future into the present and on into the past. So we measure time with seconds, minutes, hours, days, years, and all of those pass before us and disappear into oblivion, never to be seen again. I was listening to one of my favorite poets, John O'Donohue, And he asked the question, how come nobody ever asks, where did yesterday go? You know, that's an interesting question. Where is tomorrow stored? Where does it come from? Where does it go? If you pinpoint the present moment as one second on our calendar, you'll notice that time rushes in and rushes on without a pause. You can't stop it. You can't reverse it. You can't speed it up. You can't slow it down. It comes as it wills. So you might be thinking, what's the use of studying a theology of time? What would the use be of a fish understanding water? Well, if a fish understands water and its currents and how to float in it, uh, then it can move around with greater purpose. If we understand time and the concept of time, uh, we can move around with greater purpose as well. In the Bible, there are two words for time in the Greek, chronos and kairos. The one that we're probably most familiar with when we think of the concept of time would be chronos. Chronos is the measurement of the minutes. So we have clocks that, that measure chronos. We have stopwatches that measure chronos. Um, and this time came from eternity. So Genesis tells us that in the beginning which is the word origins. In the origins, God created the heavens and the earth. So God initiates from eternity our chronos time. But the two, at that point, were married together in unity. Eternity and earthly time were set in rhythm together. But then at the fall, where Adam and Eve sin. There's a divorce that happens, not just of Adam and Eve from the garden of the presence of God, but a divorce from heaven and earth. If you notice, one of the days of creation, God separates the skies from the land below. And this is the separation from of heavens, the heavens and the earth. And he never says it's good. That's the only day he does something where uh, he, he doesn't say this is good. He says it is so. Go look it up. That one surprised me. So there's a divorce of earthly time from eternity, which gives the earthly time meaning. And now Adam is out in 
outside of the garden, toiling and sweating away, uh, trying to till the land. This earthly time that came from the origins, or that that came out of eternity, the earthly time is called chronos. And we get our word chronological from this word. It's ordered time, logical time. It's the length of a minute. The sun rises and sets, and there's a day, and time has happened. Chronos moved forward. But there's a second word for time in the Bible as well, and there's kairos. Kairos is a different understanding of time. Kairos is defined in translated in the English as a season or an opportunity. Christ came at the kairos time, Paul writes, the opportune time. Now we all know what kairos time is, although we might not have recognized it as such. Kairos times are those moments, the opportunities, the seasons, the intersections of life. They're the moments of truth, the defining moment, the moments which change our lives forever. And as we are supposed to do the phrase, seize the day. So while chronos is the measurement of a minute, kairos is the quality of the moment that we find ourselves in. There are some moments that have changed our lives more than others. Sitting down to dinner tonight probably has not affected my life in the same way that getting married or having a child has affected my life. We attempt to capture these Kairos moments. You know, we love to take pictures and make scrapbooks. And we're, we're trying to pull the meaning. We're, we're capturing the moment. And then we're trying to translate that moment into meaning for other people. So we make the scrapbooks and we show people uh, not the flow of time so much as we show people uh, what was important out of the flow of time that happened there. Uh, You know, we buy souvenirs in an attempt to capture the essence of that moment that happened on that vacation or that uh, special trip. So kairos are those moments of truth in our life where uh, God has ordained in advance good works for us to do, as Paul writes it out. He has ordained kairos moments to happen. But kairos is also bigger than that because kairos comes from eternity. Kairos is eternity. It's the timekeeping of eternity. And sometimes those moments when they intersect our life are more defining than others, but it doesn't mean that it is absent in those non-defining moments. So when Genesis says, in the origins, God creates and God initiates time, he's saying that this Kairos eternal time is the wellspring of time. So if you think about Genesis 1.1, it says that Kairos gives birth to Kronos. So eternity gives birth to the present second that you're in. And time flows from eternity into the moment and then back into the eternal Kairos from which it came. So Kairos enriches every Kronos moment with eternity because it comes from there. So not only does Kairos disrupt Kronos minute with heaven itself, But Kairos enriches every moment with heaven itself. So Kairos is the time and the events of the kingdom of God unfolding in our Kairos, in our Kronos life. If your life is a boat floating on Kronos time, the currents of the ocean underneath is what Kairos is. It's the underlying reality from which our reality comes from. It's the meta-narrative of all creation that breaks into our world and provides meaning to the minutes. It's all around us, ever-present and invisible, but it's very real. It's the timetable of the invisible kingdom of God. Now John gets a peek into this world in Revelation. 
Paul is taken into this reality and given secrets. Jesus ascends into this reality in Acts, and the disciples get a peek into this reality at the Transfiguration. Jesus taught his disciples to see and function within Kairos time. He called it the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is not a way to exit Kronos time, but a way of living that marries the two realities back together. And John describes this as eternal life, a life lived within the richness of the Kairos in the midst of the Kronos. Eternal life is entering into Kairos time in the present Kronos moment. It's when Kairos robs Kronos of its power to mortally wound us or enslave us in monotony. When the divorce of heaven and earth happened at the beginning of all things, the writer of Ecclesiastes talks about how everything now is meaningless, meaningless, all is meaningless. You might as well eat good food and drink good drink and be happy for the short chronos that you have left. But what if I were to tell you that time is no longer meaningless, that that ugly beast at the end of time we call death has lost its sting, that our present moment, whether we know it or not, is drenched in meaning and eternity, And we no longer have a count down to the end, but we have a count up to our hope. But we still feel the pangs of that divorce of heaven and earth, of eternity with time. And it's created, that that divorce created a subservient, enslaving relationship to time. And we say things like, the clock is ticking away. I'm not getting any younger. I don't have enough minutes in the day to get what needs to be done. Life is passing me by. All the kids are growing up too quickly. This understanding of time is enslavement to a chronos clock counting down until the end. The Gospel of John, however, opens with some very good news. He opens with this, in the same way that Genesis does. In the origins, in the beginning, was this thing called the Word. This Word, God spoke and said, Let there be, and all creation came into existence through this Word. Well, this, this Word was present to God. And it was the very heart and mind of God. And this word was the breath that transformed Adam from clay into a living soul. John calls this life, a kairos spiritual vitality that animates and gives meaning to the kairos physical world around us. This kairos life and light shines in the kronos darkness, which was divorced from its kairos meaning. This word The Kairos word, let there be, was spoken again into our Kronos existence. The word became flesh. Jesus steps from Kairos into Kronos, from eternity into earth, and he marries the two back together again. This is the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, or as John writes, eternal life, a Kronos existence enriched with the Kairos of heaven. In one garden, Kairos and Kronos were divorced from one another. And then in another garden, Jesus resurrects to bring the two back together, saying, Today you will be with me in paradise. The flaming sword which guards the tree of life, the tree of Kairos spiritual vitality, that has been removed. Enter in and eat. We are no longer divorced from Kairos, from Kronos. We're no longer in that place anymore. But we still will feel the pangs of it. Have you, if you've ever felt hurried or rushed or anxious that the clock is ticking to a deadline, hurry is, is not moving quickly. Hurry is that anxiety that presses us to move frantically in anxiety. And when Kronos is divorced from Kairos, we invest so much emotional energy into pain avoidance 
dodging acknowledgement of our mortality and fearing suffering that might happen. Kronos alone is a harsh taskmaster, but the gospel of John has that good news for us that the garden is open. So imagine time as music. Imagine our Kronos existence kind of like a metronome, ticking, holding a solid rhythm. In itself, it's not very inspiring, but it witnesses to something greater than itself. It's a rhythm to a song that we were born to play. Kronos is the rhythm of heaven, and we are invited to live in step with it. But what if you heard the music that was along with the metronome? If you heard the kairos playing behind the Kronos, and it gives meaning and structure to the Kronos, and then your life can sing. This is what it means to live in the kingdom of God to enter the kingdom of God, to have eternal life. Jesus said that the song is playing. The kingdom of God is here, all around you. It's within you. The Kairos moments are now everywhere. And those with eyes to see and ears to hear join in. To be consumed with Kronos time, to be enslaved to that time, is to plug away at each day with the sole intention of just making it to the end for a little bit of rest to do the same tomorrow, to outrun the metronome. But to be consumed with Kairos time is to hear the Kairos music of the kingdom of God and to play our part in time with the rhythm of Kronos creation. And in this way, we rejoin the two separated worlds. We live in such a way that both have meaning and the clock no longer counts down for us, but up, forward to the day when hope becomes reality, and we no longer fear death, pain, or suffering, but we see how it has lost its authority in our life. We can hear Jesus' words, in this world you will have many trials, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus said, I have reversed the clock, because now to live is for Christ and to die is gain. Death has lost its sting and the grave has lost its victory. To be consumed with Kronos time in a spiritual-like manner is to pray for the blessing of God on everything all the time. Fix this, make me comfortable, make me happy, give me money, give me pleasure, give me power. But Kairos doesn't ask for the abolishment of suffering. When we live in Kairos moments, We ask for the envelopment of suffering into the meaning of eternity. Jesus has overcome Kronos. He has married back together earth and heaven, and we can live in that reality. So what instrument has God given you? Do you have the gift of encouragement, evangelism, leadership, compassion, administration? Play the instrument. What Kairos season of life are you in right now? Parenthood, ministry startup, retirement, joblessness, education. Seize the day.